You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. I am Heather Carroll, and I am broadcasting today from St. Lambert's Church here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Father Hagerty was uh, going to join me today, but uh, one of our priests' fathers died, so everybody is attending that funeral. So keep prayers coming for Jim Cowles, who passed away uh, earlier this week. We just got done with an interview with Paul Heiberger, fantastic uh, gentleman, a farmer, an average Joe um, that has set his heart on fire with protecting the unborn and praying outside Planned Parenthood, started a men's group called Jericho Wall and has encouraged other men to stop down every Tuesday night, 7 p.m. at Planned Parenthood here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, or you can also start your own group. So he was kind of challenging other men to pray along, maybe start their own group um, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. So up next, I am very excited. I get to talk to one of my uh, teachers that I grew up with. Mrs. Olson, are you there? I am here. How are you? <laughs> good. How are you? I'm doing well. It's always so good to hear your voice. <laughs> I haven't talked to you in ages. I talked to your husband, uh, I don't know, a month or two ago, but I'm excited to have you on. Yay! And we are going to... We are going to get your husband, Richard, on soon. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, so I'm here. I'm actually at school. And oh, you so are? He's at home. So, yes. So, hopefully he'll... Are you still teaching, Mrs. Olson? No, I'm actually the principal at St. Thomas More Middle School now. So, I now work with oh, wow. um, lots of different kids and teachers and families. So You're fancy now. <laughs> about that. <laughs> and I hear that uh, Richard has joined us. Good morning, Richard. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for joining us, both of you. First, tell us a little bit about your family. I'll let Richard tell us a little bit about your family. Okay. Um, well, I'll start with the, where I, I started uh, from a, uh, a military family and a practicing uh, Presbyterian uh, Protestant family. Um, and we moved around the country quite a bit, my dad uh, my, being an Air Force brat and all, and wound up going to college at Texas A&M University, where I met Mary Helen, and we we got married in 1979, and we went. I went back into the Air Force. We also had uh, three children who are now grown, and uh, they have children of their own. So we're very blessed in uh, in our in the. Uh, abundance of uh, God's blessing on, in our marriage, and uh, we've then moved back and forth, back and forth, and wound up staying here in Rapid City, and that um, I was like, we're, as we're talking about, was ordained a deacon last uh, Thursday. So, let congratulations on that, by the way. I Thank was you. very excited to see that, and but I want to take a step back. Sure. A lot of families are raising um, children, and you guys had three beautiful children. Your oldest one was a little ornery, but that's just my <laughs> personal opinion. <laughs> but how did you guys as a couple, um, or did you focus on how to raise your family Catholic? Oh, I, yeah, definitely. And I think, uh, you know, I think uh, really, uh, I think Mary Helen was... Uh, 
such a such a help in there because uh, you know I became Catholic in many ways because of Mary Holland's uh, devotion and her faith, and it really uh, drew me to explore the Catholic faith, and I wanted us to be in one faith as a family, so that mm-hmm. our, you know our children would certainly then have an example to follow. Um, and so you know we just a lot of it I think in. in was just the the idea that this is just what we do. This is just mm-hmm. what a family does. It's not out of the out of the ordinary. We go to mass. We pray. Uh, we participate in the life of the parish, and you know, just this kind of. I think the idea was that no, this is just what we do. This is what the Olson family does. Yeah, I would also say that even even when you do everything that feels and seems right kids do sometimes wander, and I think that sometimes it's very, very difficult for families who really have tried to embed this in their family when they see perhaps their grown children wander for a bit. You know, that's painful, and I I would just really encourage families never to forget the power of prayer. Um, Our kids um, are all members of the Church now, but that wasn't always the case when they got to college. There's so many things pulling them away, and Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, St. Monica was just a, you know, a dear to my heart during those times. And, you know, we just have to remember that and, and lift each other up in prayer, too. I When I go to Mass and I see young families and they're struggling with their little monkeys all over the church, you just know, <laughs> you know, I'm going to lift them up because I remember what that was yeah. like. Or, you yeah. know, families whose kids have left the church and it's so painful to them. They did everything, quote, unquote, right. And yet yeah. uh, it's the Lord's work. It's not our work. And so we just, we... Just pray for each other, and I know there were many people praying for us when our kids were, uh, you know, having some struggles. And and you know, we we thank the Lord for the gift of our community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think that's a beautiful reminder to us because um, so often we have an outside view of a family, and you don't know the ins the struggles that are going inside. And so to hear uh, you two talk about how yeah they do exist, and you just have to keep the faith and. That's really encouraging to uh, mothers like me who have a senior in high school. Hang on tight for the ride. So, Richard, tell us a little bit about your, your journey. You said that you and Mary Helen got married. When did you become Catholic? Um, the Easter of 1979. So, okay. Uh, as we started uh, uh, courting, and, you know, and Mary Helen was like, if you want to see me Sundays, this is where I'll be. She was, oh, yeah, and so, uh, and I'd say at, at that point, although my my faith in, in the Lord, my my love for Jesus was strong, I wasn't attending church. I wasn't going to a Presbyterian service. I was, you know, uh, going with friends when they would invite me, but it wasn't, you know, I had, had kind of fallen away a little bit in that respect. Mm-hmm. And so, when Mary Helen was saying, "No, let's," if you want to see me on Sundays, this is what we're doing, and just started going to Mass with her, and she was teaching CCD, so I got to experience that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it just felt very natural to explore deeper into the faith and to, be, you know, then to, like I said, to become one faith as a family. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we progressed in that. And then as far as my, my you know, progression is really my call to the, the vocation as a permanent deacon, I think it started probably more than 20 years, maybe 25, somewhere in there. When I first started noticing the, the deacons in our church, <clears throat> excuse me, and that, you know, I saw, okay, these are married men, these are men who are still working in the community, and yet 
there serving, uh, you know, serving the Lord in a in a special way. And as somebody came to understand that it was, you know, that they were ordained ministers in you know many ways, like a like a priest, um, in many ways different, of course. That it, this, this sparked an interest, and we, you know, Mary Helen and I would talk about it, um, we'd pray about it, um, and then really, I think, you know, we we just kind of saw how that journey was going, and when the opportunity came up to, to apply, uh, and we said, oh, this is the time to do it. And, and I said, a little, maybe a little push for Mary Holland, uh, because <laughs> I was kind of like, oh, is this really what I want to do? And But we got started in, in, the, in the process, and that's one thing that I love, our, our, our recent bishop, Bishop uh, Cruz, he said, mm-hmm. this is not a program, this is not a, a, you know, a, a course of study, this is a process, this is a discernment. Mm-hmm. And it's really what it has been. It's been a time, our book, our time through all of the the uh, process of forming us as deacons, and really forming us as a deacon couple, has been discernment. It's been just a wonderful time of prayer, and then also we've just had some wonderful time kind of learning how to be deacons, practice some good practice yeah. uh, of you know what it looks like to uh, be the presider at a baptism or a, or a wedding and those kind of things. So. Just a, I really a very uh, prayerful journey. I really have felt the the Lord calling me. I, you know, in my prayer, many times I would just have a sense of Jesus along the road, saying, "You know, come with me. Come, come walk with me." Mm-hmm. And you know, and you know, let's share this burden together. This burden, you know, of life, or maybe burden of others. I'm not sure exactly where all that all is going, but I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what the Lord has in store for me. Well, and I find it interesting. We, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back with more with Mary Helen and, and Richard Olson here. But before we go to break, I, I find it interesting that you said that this has been a thought process for over 20 years. And so, you know, it's not always a lightning bolt, you know. And I think a lot of people expect lightning bolts, and we would like lightning bolts to show yeah, us the way. But I think that's really interesting that you've been praying and, and contemplating it for tw- over 20 years. Yeah, yeah, it's very true. So, it's a beautiful process. And, um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, who, do, who were some of the deacons that were most inspiring to you? I think probably the first deacon that I was really kind of aware of in our parish in the cathedral here in Rapid City was uh, Deacon uh, Raul Daniel. Okay. Um, saw his, his ministry. Uh, I had a couple of wonderful mentors, uh, Deacon uh, Jim Shear, who's also in our parish, mm-hmm. and uh, Deacon John Ostinus, who's at Our Lady of uh, the Black Hills. And and, and uh, those are, I would say, some of the, the three that have really uh, influenced me directly. Uh, well, and our four major yeah. couple was uh, oh, sure, sure, sure. Greg Sass and Nancy Sass, and I think oh, they okay. were our four major couple, and they, you know, really, in very, very direct way, were, had a huge part in... Um, you know, pastoral academic formation. So yeah, we were with yeah. them every week for the last three years. Or, or, yeah. excuse me, <laughs> once a once you know once a month. So wow, very yeah. very huge yeah. powerful impact on us, Nancy oh, yeah. and Greg. Yeah, I wouldn't want to forget Deacon Greg. (laughs) We've been so close, I think sometimes I think outside of that circle. (laughs) Yeah, right. So when we come back from break, I'm going to ask you about how your first um, few days, I guess, has been as a deacon. Um, 
But and then Mary Helen, we want to get into kind of the family's part. Um, it's not just sure. all about Richard becoming a deacon. It, there's a whole family involved, and it it does oh, yeah. change the dynamics of how things look within the family. And so we're going to discuss that more. So I'm going to take an early break here, and um, we're going to come back with more Real Presence Live and Mary Helen Olson and Richard Olson. So stay tuned with us. We'll be right back. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancements for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through plan giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these plan gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. I am Heather Carroll, and I'm broadcasting today from St. Lambert's Parish here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Thank you for joining me on Real Presence Live today. It's been a pleasure to be with you. And if you've missed any of our interviews so far... Remember, you can always tune in to realpresenceradio.com or download the app. We upload every conversation we have onto our website and onto the app, so you can check things out there if you've missed something good. We're talking with Deacon Richard Olson. I'm sure that's unusual for you to hear, Deacon. And Mary Helen Olson. (laughs) It does sound good. (laughs) And what a great couple. Uh, Deacon, you just became a deacon just a few days yep. ago. So how yep. has it been? Uh, you got ordained on the 8th. Have you had opportunities to be a deacon in the last few days? I have. I have. It's, uh, uh, so it's a Thursday night. Uh, I was ordained along with uh, Rob and uh, Bill and 
then uh, Saturday morning, I was had the, the privilege uh, and the, the blessing to ordain our uh, youngest grand, or ordain but baptism, uh, baptize our youngest uh, grandson Sam, Aww. and that was uh, uh, just a wonderful, wonderful experience of for me. I hope it was for him. He, he seemed to he seemed to really be happy with the warm water poured on his head. So. <laughs> Oh, that's so beautiful. So, what, yeah. what is it? What was it? Tell me the feelings you had. Well, other than nerves, um, <laughs> I think just you know, you come out of. I think in the moment, uh, it's just you know, just so happy to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, you just realize, yeah, I was. There's a real grace there, mm-hmm. and in that, you know, you're 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 actually there. You know, serving you know the Lord. Maybe some you know, you know. Also heard said that you know we talked about the priest as in persona Christe, especially at at the at the altars at Eucharist. But that there is that part of the deacon where we when we're doing those 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 things that we are called to do, such as baptism or witnessing wedding, those kind of things. So this. Realizing that how much I was grace I was receiving from the Lord in that, uh, and also then really in the next day when I got to uh, be the deacon at, for the first time at uh, Mass on Sunday, and you know I was a little nervous. We're mm-hmm. there at Cathedral with uh, you know partly you know it's because I've got lots of people I know, lots of friends, and, and my family was there. So I'm feeling a little nervous getting ready to uh, uh, proclaim the gospel for the first time. Sure. And but the reading from St. Paul, where he just says, "I can do all things in the Lord," and I just really this this sense, this feeling of peace and this this grace just washed over me. That said, "No, you can do this." Not you know, not just the proclaiming the gospel, but that that all of this that you know, mm-hmm. I you know, the Lord's always telling me, "I've got this." Don't don't worry. <laughs> you know, just, yeah. just keep walking with me. Just keep coming yeah. along. So just I think just a. A time, really, a wonderful grace-filled time. Uh, we've been blessed to have family home, uh, which is even a double blessing, considering you know we're in the midst of pandemic and that we've had to be so much more careful in in how we approach all of these different uh, activities, you know, together in, this, in, in our right. uh, parish. So, becoming a deacon is a three-year process. So, let's get mm-hmm. into some of the nuts and bolts of requirements. And I don't know if every diocese is a little bit different. I'm sure yep. it is, depending on the bishop. Kind of talk about the Rapid City Diocese and what it takes to become a deacon. Okay. Well, so actually, the year before, so there's three years of candidacy. The year before, uh, we spend a, a time of discernment, uh, uh, really just. Some, I would say, light study, but really just time to talk about being a deacon. And then uh, there's a process to see uh, if you're going to move on. We're selected then and installed as candidates, which then really begins a, a more intense three years of, uh, in our diocese, we attend the, uh, the Veritatis Splendor Institute, which is our uh, diocesan training program for catechists and just in general, just to train about the the we might say the nuts and bolts of the of our church and our faith. Mm-hmm. So that's every Saturday for the whole day for once a month. Plus, then the 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 deacon candidates spend Saturday night and into Sunday with more studies, more prayer, uh, and worship. And then there's each year we uh, we we go and, and and visit with the deacon review board. 
to see where we are and to, really to see if we're, you know, how we are doing in the process. And, and then at the end of that three years, then there's, of course, another time to visit with the board to uh, formally request that the uh, the bishop that we would be ordained and to uh, visit with him and, and and really you know and just complete that process before you're before we're ordained in the midst of all that of course uh, all of us were still uh, working our full-time jobs mm-hmm. uh, raising families uh, you know so you know it, it's a I would say it's it's a very good time and it's a graceful time but uh, it's, it's also time that we're we're, we're uh, you know, given to to worship together, to pray together, to go to on retreats every year together. But also, I think one of the great things was really to get to know the deacon community in a different way, and mm. and really feel their prayers and, and for us and their joy in walking with us on the, the journey uh, towards becoming uh, becoming deacons. Well, and Mary Helen. Um you know, Deacon Richard is talking about all of the classes and stuff. What does that look like for the wife? Can you go into well, that? Well, it actually bit? looks exactly the same for the wife. <laughs> so, all of so Richard and I had actually we had already completed the Veritatis Splendor Institute prior to him um, entering formation. So we actually did a little bit different pieces than our normal formate uh, classmates. But they actually, all of the wives did the exact same thing. They all went to Veritatis Splendor Institute that mm-hmm. we stayed through every uh, deacon formation session. We went on retreats. We attend boards. So the sense is that, you know, this is this is part of your marriage. This is not a part. Mm-hmm. This isn't something that is like, okay, the guy does this and you just plug in. Mm-hmm. Um, this particular sacrament really does, for, for married people, has to flow out of your marriage. It can't oh, be yeah. apart from your marriage. It's, a, it's in, in some ways it is made our marriage so much richer. And really, you, you know, think about the fruitfulness of marriage, what that looks like. It, you know, at each stage of life, and that's what this, I think, formation process has been for us is really a, a an incredible marriage enrichment, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and that for Richard bore fruit in in a, in a sacramental way. But certainly I've been, you know, able to enjoy all of the graces that I've seen happen, you know, in terms of our fellowship, in terms of prayer, uh, certainly academic studies, uh, the things we've learned. So, I mean, it's, yeah. So, yes, I had to give the gift of time as well. And yeah. then also I, you know, also got the, the benefit. So, I well, think other than, you know. Well, and I think, too, that it is, it's important to remember that, Yes, at the beginning you gave of your time, but let's talk about the commitment now that you are a deacon, because you do have um, certain responsibilities to the bishop. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, we're, we're, I, 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 I know what I'm going to do as far as the specific things in the parish. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Father Brian, our, our pastor and the rector of the cathedral, has asked me to, uh, to take over uh, overseeing the, our baptism ministry, and then I'm also applying to be an advocate for the marriage tribunal for the for the diocese. Mm. So I'll have a, you know those some specific duties. We're kind of exploring still exactly what that's going to look like because, like I said, you have to mix that in with the the time you're spending on your uh, your 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 job, your your full time mm-hmm. job that you're still pursuing. Um, so you know, and then you know, we'll look at you know once a month the deacons get to preach, and I'm really looking forward to to that opportunity. Uh, for, I think. It's, 
going to be the first weekend of every month that the deacons get to preach. And uh, so that's, you know, that's some specific things we do. I know that, you know, then there'll be those calls to, you know, for other, probably other sacraments to, to visit the sick, to, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I just don't know exactly where, but those specific things. The, for me, the baptism ministry, the, the working with the marriage tribunal, the, the, the Mass on Sundays, the daily Mass, uh, and so, you know, and that, and then, you know, a life of prayer. You know, one thing we're, we're also called to is to uh, pray the liturgy of the hours at least twice a day, uh, morning and evening. So, you know, just, the, it's very rich, and, and yet you have to, you know, I'm, I still have to, okay, what am I doing? Oh, yeah, I need, I should go pray. I should yeah. you know, do this. And, and I say I, it's we, it's both of us. And, uh, well, we, that's we just it that. is. As I'm listening to this, I'm thinking, you know, this really absolutely has to be a couple thing. You can't just, because you're also sacrificing your own time to go to, you know, visit the sick or do baptisms. I mean, there's a lot of extra there. And so it it isn't just a Richard thing. It is a couple thing. Right, right. And I mean, I think that, you know, one of the things that our, you know, mental couples would always, you know, really tell us is that, you know, you have to be talking to each other about this, what, you know, because it says, oh, yes, we should do this, you should do this. Sometimes the men will leap into things, and then the mm. wives are like, um, we can have a household <laughs> yeah. you know? So there's always that, you know, that you really do have to make sure that both of you are, you know, in harmony about the, the journey mm-hmm. and, 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 and dialogue, and, and, you know, there's some tension, because obviously there's so much good that can be done, and yet, you know, Richard still is. You know, mm-hmm. primarily also a husband and a father, and mm-hmm. still working. And I, you know, I think it was—it kind of struck me as funny. We got home from the ordination, and I'm like, "Well, you got to take out the trash." You know? <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow's trash day, and take out know, the trash, Deacon. You know, I'm so you know, and I'm sure please take out the trash too. But it just kind of struck me as funny. It's the first thing that you did when you got home from yeah. the ordination. Was Took out the trash and, you know, <laughs> the dogs need to walk. You know, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's reality. Real life. Yeah. So the family life is still very present, even yeah. in this particular yeah. state of life as a deacon. So. Right. Well, Deacon, we only have about one minute left. Any words of encouragement you'd like to offer to those men who might be thinking about um, contemplating the diacodent? Yeah, I, I'd say, you know, take it to prayer. I say, you yeah. And everything we do, you know, that really we should take it to prayer. Talk, but also, you know, of course, if you're married, talk to your wife and, and, and talk to your other family members. And I would you know, pray talk with to your, your pastor. Wife, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, pray right. with your wife. Yeah. Um, pray for your marriage. Your marriage, it, it, this yep. will come out of your marriage, the love of your marriage. So that has to be, I think, for, for you know, couples, is, this is something that you bring to the Lord as a couple, even. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Well, Deacon yep. Richard, congratulations on thank your you. diacodent. Congra- we're just so proud of you and oh, so happy. <laughs> and Mary Helen Olson, thanks for joining <laughs> us today. It was good to talk to you. Yeah, no, I'm glad to have the time with you. Thank you. All right. Thank you, thank guys. You, All right. Take care. God bless. God bless. All right, so we're going to take another quick break here, but when we come back, we have a couple of students, I would say high schooler, but they've graduated, and they're going to be talking to us about a Bible study that they have introduced to the youth here at St. Lambert, so we're pretty excited about that to see how it's going, what they do, and um, how much fun they have, because I hear about it all the time, so... 
Catherine Cassidy and Tony Tibbetts are going to be up with us next after this break. Stay tuned for more Real Presence Live. We'll be right back after this message. 